welcome to Simone Shea. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And tonight we're talking about voodoo. A voodoo. So voodoo is a religion. And uh, I didn't know anything about it until we started researching for this show. So I'm super excited to talk about it. Same. Um, Voodoo is a religion that originated in Haiti and it's practiced today in Haiti and uh, by people of the Haitian diaspora. There are 50 million practitioners worldwide. Wow, that's a lot. Right? That's a lot. Uh, So let's get into it. There's 50 million people who know about this and we don't. Yeah, I was going to say, especially for like it not really being that popular. I mean, you don't hear about it often. No. In terms of the actual religion, like you hear about it a lot in movie tropes and shit like that yeah but you don't hear about the actual religion um although apparently uh sometimes uh people uh practice voodoo secretly to be kept away from the white people um because it's been it has a history of uh white people not liking it okay tell um, me about that history (laughs) okay well uh voodoo originated in the west indies country of haiti during the french colonial period and um, what happened was there were raids on the African, quote unquote, slave coast. And those started about 1720. And those uh, people were brought to uh, either Haiti or directly to New Orleans or to Haiti and then to New Orleans. Um, and there were people from different African tribes who they're in a new country. They're grouped together together. They want to practice their faith, and um, they realized that even though they had separate religions, there were commonalities, and that included worshiping ancestral spirits and singing, drumming, and dancing rituals. Uh-huh. And um, as always, uh, white people came in, uh, and these were like the worst white people because they were slave owners. Um uh, Like, literally the worst. Yes. And they um, forbade the practice of their native religions and um, threatened uh, physical torture or death um, if they were caught. They also uh, baptized all their slaves Catholic. Wow. Where it's like, why? Like, if you see. Yeah, if you see them as your fucking equal. Um, like you're like, oh, like you're not my equal because I own you, but, uh, it's very important to me that you are a member of my same religion that ostensibly preaches like brotherly love. Yeah. So I don't know. They were very confused. Uh, I gotta say, like, I respect Christians. I respect Christianity. I know there's, I know Christians. There's a lot of good out there. However, the history of Christianity, these motherfuckers. Like, what the fuck are like, you doing? Going all over the world, just forcing this shit down people's throat. It's, and if you would think about it, there's so much commonality, not only in all these African-based religions, yeah. but in all the religions around the world. Mostly so it's, like, it's like arguing semantics. They have exactly. different words and names for things. Oh, God. Damn it. Yeah, the history of like white Christian uh imperial imperialism is like really bad. Well <laughs> it's not well, breaking news there, yeah. but it's not good. We'll let you know about it on our Christianity episode. That's gonna be like a whole saga. A series. It's gonna be a series that no one will subscribe to because it'll just be us yelling and saying uh, hitting our it's problematic button over and over and over again. <laughs> we'll break our soundboard trying to do an episode about the history uh. of Christianity. 
Um, so the slaves, what they did was they masked their beliefs in Catholicism and they masked their rituals in dance. Um, and today in Haiti, uh, upper class Haitians have mostly abandoned voodoo. They're straight on Catholic. Uh, mm-hmm. And Haiti remains a religion that's very common among one of the articles I read kept using the term peasant class, and I felt bad saying peasant class. Right. We'll just say the lower classes. Yeah. Um, but that's most of Haiti because they are not doing well economically. Yes. Um, so there are a lot of people who live in poverty, and uh, a lot of them practice voodoo. I think it's like 80% of Haitians are considered peasant class, wow. which is, right? Huh. Sucks. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, I want... You want more for Haiti. I do. I sure do. As I do. As we all do. We all do. We all want more for everyone because everyone deserves. I mean, good at stuff. the end of the day, isn't it really all just about peace? It's about peace, love, love, good meals in your belly, filling your hole in your soul. We want everyone because you have to fill your hole, your mouth hole uh, is important. And then mm. you can work on filling your other holes. We'll do. I'll do a chart about do the hierarchy chart. of hor- hierarchy of holes. Fucking and you got to fill your soul. Fill your soul. Fill your hole. We'll record a song. It'll be for children. Um, <laughs> okay. So there's the Haitian voodoo, which is super common, still practiced today. Mm-hmm. There's also New Orleans voodoo, which was from the people who were brought uh, directly to New Orleans, and it's uh, sometimes called hoodoo. Uh-huh. And it's more of a folk magic. It's less of a religion. Um, some say they are completely different. Uh, New Orleans voodoo and Haitian voodoo. Uh, other people say that hoodoo is just simplified voodoo. So they kind of stripped it down. It's like the voodoo for dummies. It's like modern, like, you know, you got to you gotta practice, but you also got to go to work and get your kids from school. Yeah, like everything. you can't fucking, you can't be doing everything all the time, you know? So here's the basics. I mean, I totally relate as trying to practice witchcraft. I'm like, man, I haven't got time for all these fucking ceremonies. Right. Gotta, gotta simplify this shit. Streamline it. That's right. Um, New Orleans voodoo. Here's a different uh, thing. uh, A difference between New Orleans and Haitian voodoo. New Orleans voodoo commonly incorporates, and I wrote this in all caps, Living snakes, um, which is not common in Haiti, but it is common in uh, West African religions. Mm -hmm. So um, scared by voodoo in 1817, the New Orleans Municipal Court forbade slaves from gathering or dancing uh, for uh, from dancing or gathering for any other purposes except on Sundays in designated areas. And this was the birth of Congo Square, which is a really historic place. It's uh, Some say it's the birthplace of jazz music mm-hmm. um, because you had these melding of cultures because the, uh, the Africans would gather to uh, practice their religion and ceremony and sing and dance. And uh, white slave owners would come to observe them to make sure they weren't up to hijinks. But um, this is where you had like the, mold- the melding of some French music features with African music features and Congo Square is a historic place. Um, difference between forms of voodoo is generally uh, determined by variances in rites and loas. I think I'm saying that right. It's L-O-A-S. Yeah. And those are the spirits or deities. Um, so. I read that there were like over 400 different spirits. There's a lot. 
And so different um, societies is what they're called. Is they have different spirits. Okay. So um, voodoo is one of the most egalitarian religions where men and women, homosexuals, can all become priests and they're viewed in equal esteem. And that's super exciting. Um, and what happens is the priest, uh, the male priest is known as a hongan. This is an episode of me saying words wrong, by the way. <laughs> and the priestess is known as a mambo. Okay. Um. So they'll lead a community. They don't have, because it is a religion that's common amongst uh, more socioeconomically disadvantaged uh-huh. people. That's a way to say it. Um, they don't have fancy temples, but they'll have a gathering place and um, the priest will lead their ceremonies. Uh-huh. The priest's job is to communicate with gods. They're considered the only one fully trained to interact with and interpret for the gods. Uh, the priest is supposed to foretell the future. They heal the sick with herbal medicine. And what I thought was interesting is because the priest is seen in such high esteem, um, there's a large psychosomatic healing power to because you believe so much in this person when they do a ritual to cure you, like you cure yourself from within basically because right. the, the power, the placebo effect is an effect nonetheless. It's such a strong psychosomatic uh, healing. Yeah. And I think that's, I believe that. that's super cool. What do the mambas do? They do the same thing. So the oh, priest okay. and the priestess do the same job. Do you think there's a mambo number five? There's probably. <laughs> it was, trust me, I wanted to make that joke. <laughs> I want a little bit of voodoo in your soul, a little bit of voodoo for your whole. Um, anyways, so they heal the sick. They also are one. They're a confidant that you confess or talk to. Uh-huh. They are also a financial advisor. Oh, so. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. They better be good. Yeah. Do you think that uh, like in Catholicism with uh, pedophiles? In voodoo, do you think there's, like, people out there trying to get the cash? Uh, yes. Which, you gotta be careful. You have, you'd have to be, because, okay, they... It sucks, because, like, no matter what you're doing, you have to fucking be on the defense with people. You can't, you, it's, you want to put your faith in them, but you can't. You have to be careful. Um, so the voodoo priests or priestesses, they're not salaried. So with like a Christian church or a synagogue, generally their um their priest or their rabbi is on a salary, but mm-hmm. that's not the way it works in the voodoo religion. So oh. the um the priests will charge for their services and they'll do a sliding scale. Um and I read about uh it's a very common practice where if say a servant uh, like a house slave or a servant for upper class people came to get services, the voodoo person would, uh, the voodoo priest would say, free of charge. Uh, you just have to give me dirt on your employer, which I can then use to blackmail them into giving me money. Nice. <laughs> um, or send me the wealthy clientele that you mingle yeah, with. Yeah, that's um, smart. And we could do a whole episode uh, on uh, the main ones were Father John or Marie Laveau. Oh, right. And uh, they ran some good hustles. I read about those and I was like, this could be a five hour long episode in and of nice. itself. Because, like, listen, you got to get that cash. Yeah. Um, they sell these things called Grigri's. Uh-huh. And they're like a little pocket full of, uh, like, 
herbs or spices like it's a little spell pocket Mm -hmm. and it can be a good thing and what they'll do is they'll just mix stuff to make it smell really sweet or if it's supposed to be something to cast a hex on someone they make it smell really acrid and sour and if it's your enemy you'll try to hide it under their pillow or like yeah yeah. and again that's like so in the person's head who buys totally it. like they're making it happen just the voodoo priestess is handing them is the handing tools. it off and that's what these uh modern voodoo priests and priestesses said because you can still go to stores and buy these things right especially in louisiana and they were saying yeah you make the the negative ones smell bad the good ones smell good uh-huh. much like when people make herbal medicines it has to have a certain strong taste otherwise people don't think that it works right the stronger the taste the better it is yeah um and i, I was thinking back to uh like energy drinks like they have a re- i like energy drinks and they have a really weird taste yeah they do and it's like i could drink something with the same amount of caffeine but if it tastes good <laughs> then it doesn't I don't think it gives me as much of a punch yeah I've now associated something has to taste this like soury whatever oh, and then I'm I like yeah monsters. I love I love a good monster Ooh. um so the beliefs of the voodoo religion um is that they serve the gods and the gods or the uh laos I don't I should have looked up how they say it that's okay it's spelled you know. like I don't know you spelled Loa's. it. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna it's gonna be okay. I'm People gonna... are understanding, maybe. Maybe. And if they're not, who well, fuck you. Fuck you, but also leave me a voicemail and tell me what I'm doing wrong. But they serve these gods, and the gods are forces of the natural world, uh-huh. and in exchange, they expect help from the gods. So that makes sense, right? Yeah. A little uh, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Um, because the practitioners are poor, their offerings are simple but significant to the practitioner. And the examples I found were eggs, tobacco, or liquor. Mm. Um, the act of service is what brings the divinity. It's not a magical object or spell. So it's kind of like what you said. It's the act of doing this, the right. the intention and the conjuring. It's not like, oh, here's your magic baggie of shit. And it's the magic doesn't <laughs> lie in the bag. It's the right. act of it. Yeah. Um, they believe in one supreme being, which is very similar to a Christian God. But this supreme being is too far away for personal worship. So they serve the Loa, which are lesser deities with whom they can build a personal relationship. Right. You know, like I'm never going to fucking meet Beyonce is out of reach. Right. But I worship these podcasters and sometimes they reply to my tweets. There you go. So uh, Jackie Johnson, you are my Loa. Uh, (laughs) I love that. And I lay down my glossier at (laughs) my shrine to you. Uh, I don't do that. That's weird. Uh, I also don't own anything by Glossier because they're expensive. Are they? I think I've so. Never into it. I don't know, man. I buy huh. all my makeup at the dollar store. Yeah, I go to Walgreens. Um, so these uh, lower their ancestral spirits and they represent natural and moral forces in the world. So that's a pretty traditional religious idea, and this is how it's kind of melded well with Catholics, uh, Catholicism, and their saints. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was reading about the Loa. I was like, oh, this is very much like when, you know, every time we traveled, we'd pray to St. Michael uh-huh. to protect us. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like the same thing. So why you got to be so shitty Catholics? Like, get it together. Um, <sighs> and they would... Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. I was going to say, there, there's good there, but there's a lot of bad, man. It's, you take the good, you take the bad. That's the facts of 
voodoo. Um, I am not. I just shouldn't. It's fine. Anything ever. Uh, so they look to these spirits like a child looking to a parent for guidance. Uh huh. Which this is a kind of a lovely religion. It's very much based on um ancestral and like you know more than me because you're this immortal spirit who has been around for generations so why wouldn't i look to you it's much like you ask your parents or your grandparents if you're gonna if you need if you need to know how the fuck a mortgage works you find the oldest person in your family who doesn't have dementia and you're like you've had mortgages how the fuck does this work that's so true and so beautiful Cindy. Well, um, no, that's true, though. That's a good way to practice. It I is. Like it. Yeah. So, yeah, if you have the ability or, you know, a priestess who can conjure up, you know, spirits who are centuries old, you should probably have them do that. That'll help guide your life. Mm-hmm. Um, OK. A notable Loa is this guy, Guede, and he is the or Guede's are the spirits of death. OK. And they either welcome or reject you. So if you're sick and on the edge of death. They can either be like, get out of here, you know, you're not ready yet. Or they can be like, come on, like, join Let's us. Um, and this main uh, Loa, Baron Samadhi, he's the Gwede who controls the passage between life and death. Oh. And uh, people during the rituals, he's either offered black goats or chickens. And the symbols for him are crosses, coffins, or phalluses. His colors are purple and black. And he's known as a glutton or a trickster. Oh. And he just reminds me of a lot of goth people I've known. <laughs> That's really what I wanted to get. Where I'm like, you're just full of tricks, you fat fuck, and you're fucking black and purple, and you tricks, and you fucking goats and phalluses. You're smeared eyeliner. You're smeared eyeliner. Go listen to yeah. whatever that fucking band is that you do. Yeah. So it's um, like similar to a devil type. A devil type, but uh, I think he's like not like a bad person. He's just a trickster. He's well, a trickster, which we have issues with, but he, he'll welcome you. He'll either be like, you can come to the world of the dead or like, you're not coming in here. Yeah. Keep well, on because- living. In early Christianity, the devil wasn't what it is today. Oh. He's more of a trickster and someone to play pranks and tricks on you. It wasn't so much like a scary uh, symbol. Oh, so See, I was that raised- was like came later on when the Christians needed to like scare people to get yeah. the control of them. Cause I was very Southern Baptist and everything was like, the devil was like this evil that you were scared of. And it was like, you better give us 10% of your gross income or the devil's going to get you. Oogity boogity. Oogity <laughs> and then you're going to be talking in tongues and then we're going to yeah. throw this water on you. Um, so in, um, uh, a voodoo ceremony the goal is to invoke the loa mm-hmm. and um so there'll be an invocation to leg legba who is the loa of the gate between uh the spirits and us and there's going to be drumming there's going to be dancing the priest will draw symbols either in the dirt or with like charcoal on paper so if you were trying to talk to this baron samadhi guy you would draw uh, crosses and coffins and phalluses and be like, come on, dude, I got this goat. Let's talk. Um, Let's talk. And then um, what happens is you make your offerings to the Loa. And the Loa, unlike most deities and like, like, I don't know, I grew up Christian and Baptist, like Southern Baptist, we didn't have to feed God. 
but the loa they need to eat otherwise they lose their power oh so that's why they give them offerings of food um and then the one misconception is so when you think about voodoo and pop culture you think of uh animal sacrifice yeah which people are always like super horrified by right um and the way that evolved is because these are people of the peasant class who don't have refrigeration when they eat food they actually kill the animal and then cook it and eat it because otherwise it goes bad so the reason why they're killing the animal as part of the ritual is because they're making dinner so that's how they make dinner is you kill the chicken and you cook it up so in a traditional voodoo ceremony they might slit the neck of the goat and then everyone will they'll offer some of the blood to the spirit and they'll drink the blood so they're in commune with the spirit and then they will cook the goat and everyone will eat the meal of the goat and then give some of the cooked goat to the spirit and it's so it's kind of become perverted as this um savage act of oh my god you kill the goat but they're not killing the goat just to kill it yeah they're not killing it like i killed this for you it's not like when you go out of town and your dog goes and kills a bird and brings it to you and it's like i missed you i look (laughs) it's like this is how we cook dinner and we're just now cooking dinner with the spirit and we're sharing dinner with the spirit because it needs to eat right and so that's sort of like when you take into like it's the the cultural perspective where like we would never do that right people are so people eat meat all day long and then if you bring up hunting they're like oh my god yeah. Oh no. Or if I they would have never. to watch a video of an animal dying, like to they, get slaughtered for food. Yeah, they turn into a big fucking pussy. And the fact that, you know, people now they're learning how to like kill and dress rabbits and stuff to cook. Mm-hmm. And people are so horrified by that, but you're like, that's how your food comes. Right. So it's just depending on how many layers of separation. Are you burning coal in your house or is coal getting burnt in a factory to be turned into electricity? Like either way, the coal is being burnt. Either way, the animal is being killed. So it's not a savage act to kill a goat in a voodoo ceremony. You're just cooking dinner. Yeah. According to what I read. I think you're probably right. I fi- I'm fine with it. Me I, too. I grew up, my dad was a, is a hunter. And whenever it was hunting season and he got his permit and he'd kill deers or elks or whatever. And I would go with him to and watch like him skin them and section them off and everything and then we'd make jerky mm-hmm. and it's great we ate the jerky we ate the jerky we ate meat all all the deer meat yeah all, all the time all you deer all the time tired of it <laughs> <laughs> that's why you have that freezer out in your garage where you keep it yes and then they you did. like yeah you have it year round or you give it to friends like you have people over for dinner and then you're like here take some venison home it's so funny i was just talking to my brother a few weeks ago and he's like oh dad keeps bringing deer meat i'm tired of it i don't have room for it you've got so your brother's got to get that extra freezer you know you, it's deer like soup burritos oh. tacos sausage you got to work it out. You got to work it out or you got to pay it forward. But it's like when you know someone who lives out here in uh, the desert, a lot of people have citrus that grows in their yard. And if you know anyone who has uh, a grapefruit tree, they're always bringing bags of it. Yes. You want you need some grapefruit? You want some grapefruit? Yeah. You want some oranges? Right now, I don't have any of those people in my life. And I just want to say, holla at your girl. <laughs> if you, I, I love plants. Send I love plants. <laughs> Send us an email. I will eat your grapefruit. 
Um, yeah. 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 So I find it to be natural because when you kill an animal to eat it, you do. I think you well, you have a connection to it. Yeah. And you have to just I mean, if you're a good person, I think you have to give thanks some in some way. Yeah. That you're able to have that food. Yeah, and they're not, so in the voodoo rituals, they're not killing the goat and, like, throwing it into a fire. Like, it's not, they're, yeah, no, they're giving it as food and they're eating it as food and it's part of it. Cool, cool, Uh, I like, I like these gods that have to eat. They're like, yo, I'm gonna do you a solid, right? Like, you, you do good for me, I help you out, but. I'm hungry. You gotta feed a girl. I'm hungry. I'm a hungry god. (laughs) Have you been watching The Four? No, I don't know what that uh, is. It's a singing competition, but uh-huh. the only reason I bring it up is because Diddy has started this thing where anytime he wants them, the singers to compete, he's uh-huh. like, are you hungry? And then the <laughs> singer will be Diddy. like, I'm hungry. And then everyone starts making this like spoon bowl motion <laughs> and they're like, eat, 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 eat. And then they sing. Uh, they I kind of like that. It's a good show. Check it out. You yeah. know, it's on Hulu. It's on Fox, I think. Okay. It's the four. The four. Are you hungry? I want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be like, if I'm ever in a relationship again, that's what I'm just going to be like, babe, you hungry? And then oh I want him God. to go, I want to eat. <laughs> and you want him to like. Throw- I want him to do the, the spooning food into his mouth motion. Ow. And then I'll sit on his face. None of this is going to happen. I'm never going to date again. It's fine. I'm not super worried about that. That's not where I'm at in life right now. It's not where I'm at in life. Like, I want to date. I want to date. I want to fall in love. But you know what else? (laughs) Men are fucking garbage. I don't know. Maybe I need to fucking find the Loa for romance. Because that's a thing. You can also get the Grigri for romance. Okay. Um, uh, Oh. Oh, shit. Shoe. Sydney. Shoe. Sydney. I did not even write this down in my notes. What? A common ritual in New Orleans voodoo, if you thought your man was going to leave you, was to put your menstrual blood in his food, and then he would be yours forever. And we talked about it on one of the episodes, because someone on your witchcraft forum fed their menstrual blood to someone, and I didn't understand it. You were upset. I was upset. I was upset. The idea of feeding someone your anything feeding someone anything like if someone's like oh i keep kosher and you're like oh shit this isn't kosher but i'm just gonna tell them it is yeah don't do that someone says you're vegan and you're like i like already put chicken stock in this i'm not gonna tell them you just always need to be honest with people always be honest with people about everything don't secretly feed them things apparently that's a voodoo ritual okay well yeah that's it's still practiced today i mean I feel like voodoo and witchcraft have a lot in common. Yes. Like a lot. Because there's things I'm like, yeah, I do that. But I don't feed uh, my husband my menstrual blood because he would kill me. I don't have a husband. And I feel like and that's if I'm going to feed someone. Yeah. Listen, if I'm, if I'm going to feed someone my menstrual blood, they're going to go have to go straight to the tap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so gross. The, yeah. The thing I have that wrong with it is they don't know they they're don't eating know. it. They don't know. And if. If they know and they're fine, you know, do your thing. But mm-hmm. you're just sneaking menstrual blood into beans. And that's not also, that's not going to make them stay with you forever. I mean, who Chances knows? are they're going to leave you because your cooking always has a weird taste. They're Can every- I tell you something really funny? What? <laughs> I was boiling my diva cup. Uh-huh. 
Fuck yeah. I still haven't tried one of those. Can someone please buy me the one on our Amazon wish list so I can try out a Diva Cup? Yeah. Well, to sterilize it, you boil it for a while when you're done using it. And if you don't know what Diva Cup is, you can Google it. Okay. Uh, anyways, Deacon, my husband, came home and he's like, what are you cooking? And I was like, nothing. Yes. And he's yes. like, no, it smells kind of like beefy. Like beef? What What did you cook? I was like, nothing. And he's like, well, you cook something. I mean, I can smell it. And I was like, I was boiling my Diva Cup. And then we both just kind of looked at each other. And we never talked about it again. That's not, that's, it doesn't need to be talked about anymore. And so that leads me to believe that maybe a person wouldn't know. They probably wouldn't know, especially if it was with like a meat product. Like if you're cooking a steak and you put a little blood in the pan, like whatever. But also don't do that. Yeah, but yeah, just that one like incident alone. I was mortified. Yeah, I would have been. I was like, I never want this. Like, I wish this never happened. Yeah. I also don't. I I couldn't imagine feeding someone. No, don't do it. That's extreme. That's like if you're. That's like crazy. That's also crazy. Listen, if someone wants to leave you, let them leave you. You know what I'm saying? Because you're better off without them. You know what's the worst is having someone with you who doesn't really want to be with you. That really is the worst. You want to you want to be in a relationship where there are open (sighs) lines of communication and they can say, "Bay, you ain't my bay anymore." And you can say, thank you for letting me know. I'm going to be sad for a little while. Um, Go forth with your life and I will overcome this. Yeah. 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 You do not Um, want to try to cast spells and shit. I can't even imagine. I don't. The idea of like loving someone so much that I would cast spells to keep them. That's not how I function. And maybe I could do for like being more tenacious in life in general. Yeah. Um, I do have like a job suitable for a high schooler and I yeah I live in a garage so maybe I could do for some more tenacity but like the idea of being like don't leave me let me do things to keep you I'm like nah, I guess it's cool you can go I feel like I totally would have been that person if I knew about voodoo mm-hmm. when I was in high school like with my first boyfriend yeah that I lost my virginity to I totally would have fed him my yeah. period blood I maybe I maybe should have just done that anyways because he was a total dickhead. Yeah, but but I then didn't. you'd be stuck with him if it worked. What if it worked? It's, oh, it'd be like the craft. He'd yeah. become obsessed and yeah. he'd try to kill me. It's not with good. his love. He just was so obsessed with me. He wants to smother so... me. All right. Yeah, you don't want that voodoo. Voodoo. So. It's an interesting history for sure. I feel like, you know, if you're interested in this, you should read some stuff about it. If you're like, if you have any interest in um, cultural exchange, I think it's really interesting. So, yeah, in, in college, in art school, um, in all of my historical and like research based classes, my focus um, was on music of the Afro diaspora, which had a very similar history to voodoo, where people through forced migration there were meldings of cultures and how did these mine was focused on music and it was how did these elements of musical composition get exchanged with people through forced like melding of cultures and also having to like mask your shit right um and so if you have any sort of interest in cultural exchange i think it's very interesting because um yeah i don't know 
people and cultures are awesome and they have like interesting qualities and then how do they mash up and evolve and I don't know become even more interesting it's like we none of us would be where we are today yeah without the migration of cultures I think that's why I love uh New Orleans so much as like a historical landmark because of um because of the slave trade and then also colonialization um there's just such like a weird uh soup a weird cultural soup that's created um you know human suffering aside it's created some incredible art and uh incredible human stories and uh yeah new orleans is dope i want to go really bad we should do i've never been there oh my god okay i have a free place for us to stay we should do a week trip i want to do all the tourist stuff it is the best city in the world if they had a better economy i would live there that sounds great. Mm-hmm. I just got the perfect vehicle for a road trip. Oh, girl. So, let's do this shit. Booyah, baby. Um, yeah, no, I'm serious. Okay. So. So, do you want to talk about uh, current voodoo? Yeah, modern voodoo. I will say on this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, All Stars Season 3, uh, one of the queens, Aja, who I didn't think much of on her season, and I think everything of her this season. She's come back. Like, she's really got her shit together this time. I, I think she might have had her shit together, and we just know. didn't get a chance to see her shit. Her makeup was bad. Her makeup was her bad. Season. But, like, I didn't get to see her dancing or anything on her season. That's true. So true. now we are seeing, and okay, so she's. She's the shit. Everyone should watch Drag Race. It's everything that matters in the world. I love it. But Aja practices voodoo. Oh, okay. So she's a New York queen, um, and uh, she practices voodoo. And I nice. thought that was really cool to learn. She came out of the closet and was like, yeah, that's my religion, bitch. And On the like, show? Yeah. Oh, cool. I haven't watched that episode. She's she's I'm also excited. very cute as a boy. Yeah, totally. She, and it's not just because she wears overalls. <laughs> But if you want to know how to win me over, it's uh, wear overalls. Because overall, it's a great look. <laughs> Zing. Voodoo. Voodoo. Who do? You do. Voodoo. So tell me about modern uh, okay, voodoo. Okay, well, this, I feel like, first off, let me just say, I feel like this is probably not an accurate representation of voodoo at all. This is an extreme case. Okay. So, but this story just uh, got reported a few days ago, um, which by the time this airs will be like a week ago. The incident happened in mid-January. Okay. Um. Two women from Bridgewater, Massachusetts, uh, believed that a five-year-old girl's misbehavior was due to a demon Mm -hmm. inside of her. And so they uh, performed a ceremony where they bound the girl's uh, feet to a chair and tied her hands to a piece of wood Mm -hmm. um, above her head. And... um, the main woman who did the ritual, which I believe her name is Labossier. Sure. This. Well, we did talk on a recent episode about how I don't know how to say French words. Yeah, me neither. So, okay, whatever. The main woman doing the ritual, um, quote unquote, kissed around all around her face like a snake. 
the little girl. So she kissed her face all over like a snake. Does that mean that she like wriggled her tongue on it? I don't know. Blah, 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 that's just what the report said. And this is from the Washington Post. Um, <laughs> is that okay? Yeah. That's a perfectly acceptable. That's a perfectly acceptable news source. I'm not laughing at the news source. <laughs> Are you laughing about the snake kisses? I'm just that's trying. Weird. Yeah. I don't know okay, how so snake kisses. They tied up this little girl. Uh-huh. She's misbehaving. Uh-huh. And the woman who performed this ritual is a client of the mother. The mother's a hairdresser. Okay. So she brought her child to this woman who tied her up, kissed her face like a snake. It happens. It does. And then um, used a pointy object to cut the girl on her arm and around her collar until she drew blood. Uh-huh. And then she blew flames over the girl's face. Was not like okay. A stick that was on fire, or some probably some herbs or something. I don't know. Um, and then she also put oils and, from what the post said, at least one caustic chemical on the girl's head and eyes. What the fuck? Causing permanent disfigurement. Jesus fucking Christ. She also allegedly um worked some voodoo on the girl's eight-year-old brother um she made him undress and rubbed his entire body with a plant-like substance and blew fire on him and when he first tried to resist her she threatened to cut his head off with a machete what so this lady is like extreme this yeah is insane um i don't think that this is like normal voodoo practice even though the woman, um, her sister said that they do this in voodoo rituals and that the burning happens when the demons leave the person's body. Oh, okay. I don't know about I don't, that. I guess because voodoo is a modern religion and the beliefs are so regional, I could see how um, perhaps this might be of this, like, area this is because it's so dependent on whoever's in charge um in new orleans marie laveau there was father john and marie laveau kicking about the same time and marie laveau's daughter replaced her as marie laveau too and after that the successor ended up kind of losing it and then she had like her own church but then it really divided up the religion and so i think it's like the beliefs vary so much from society to society that uh, it's hard to say, like, what is true voodoo and what isn't because it yeah. is a modern religion. I mean, 200 years is fairly modern, maybe yeah. three. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but Ooh. it's crazy. And they said that usually the woman would just perform cleansing baths for friends and family. So I don't know, like, if she was just on one or what happened, but um, this is sad. And I just thought it was interesting that that just got reported on, like, when I was researching voodoo. That's so so scary. I did listen to a podcast about voodoo, and I I have not cross-referenced this, but they said that after the major earthquake in Haiti uh, recently, that people... A lot of people went around uh, killing voodoo priests because they blamed the priest for bringing on this disaster. Whoa. And so I should have checked that because basically like 
I walked away with a very positive feeling about voodoo after doing this historical research. Um, but apparently, you know, in well, you know, not everything is great all the time. I was going to say it's that kind of just reminded me with the similarities between Catholicism and voodoo yeah. and how they're so we're able to mask it so well. It's like, you know, Catholics perform exorcisms. They sure do. People have died from exorcisms. And it's like, there was probably nothing wrong with that person. Yeah. Or maybe they had a mental illness that could have been treated with medicine. But instead, for whatever reason, they went the extreme religious route. Uh And, you know, so it's like, it happens in different forms. There are weird... All across the board. Yes. Every religion and society has their extremes... It doesn't mean that it's all bad or good. Um, I read years ago about a hypnotherapist who was performing a rebirthing exercise with a client. So they were a psychotherapist and a hypnotherapist. And there was a adolescent girl who was troubled. And her mom and this therapist were performing a rebirthing ritual to help this girl become reborn to shed her past trauma. And they smothered her in a blanket in the therapist's office. And she died? She died. Oh, she, no. I don't know how the fuck that happens. I mean, listen, that mother's not going to ever love herself ever again when you accidentally kill your child doing some sort of fakakta rebirthing experiment. Yeah. And so it's that's like a common thing amongst different religions. Apparently, psychotherapists is this thing where it's like you have to go through this pain to become reborn um, or get rid of your demons or whatever. Um, and that's, that's not always good. I, you know, I feel like as humans, as individuals, uh-huh. we love to punish ourselves. Yes, we do. And um, I feel like one people who are in power mm-hmm. get to have that power and they like punishing themselves sometimes yeah. they feel like other people need to be punished yes. too and that will it works for them so it'll work for everyone else uh it's like those fucking trainers on biggest loser who will <sighs> make people run through like serious injury where it's like okay if you weigh 400 pounds you should not run a mile. Like, you right. just should not. You are not there yet. You need to start with walking a mile. Yeah, because you were, like, it is physically yeah. dangerous for you to do that. And those therapists will be like, it doesn't matter that you have a bad knee or you sprained your ankle. Like, run through it, run through it, toughen up, blah, 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 burn that fat. And it's like, you know what's actually a healthier method? It's just like, just strolling through it. Just strolling through it. Because they don't have your body. And just because, like, I don't know. It doesn't have to involve the level of pain that you think that it involves. And so, yeah, that sort of uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't. You. I do not like that psychology, that biggest loser psychology. Yeah. Where you're just like and you're like maybe like trial by fire works for you and maybe it doesn't work for everyone. Well, there's not a high rate of success after the show. No. So I guess that tells you right there that it's not really that effective. Yeah. It's, you know, it's easy to lose weight in extreme situations. Yeah. I lost seven pounds the week before my wedding because yeah. I was like, I I have to uh-huh. and I will. Well, and I did. But it's not get... like effective for long term. No. People get sober in rehab, but then you put them back into the real world 
and they are triggered back to their old habits because you have not effectively reprogrammed their cognitive processes. And so it's the same thing with being overweight is like, yeah, you're excluded in this place for months and there's only one thing that you're supposed to be doing so you can do it. But then you go back to managing your family and working your job and driving by 18 fucking fast food places on your way to work every day. And guess what? It's a little harder. And like if there's no one screaming at you, you're not going to go running with a sprained ankle. You're going to be like my ankle sprained. I'm not doing shit. Fuck you. That's so true. So, you know, don't fucking light children on fire. Don't yeah. watch. Don't watch. Or that was crazy. That seemed like a, a pretty extreme case. Yeah. I read that the main woman doing the ritual um, was charged by police. I don't know how the police ended up over there. Yeah. They they weren't sure, but um, police intervened and took the little girl to the hospital. Oh, that's the good. The main woman got charged with like assault and um, the second woman got charged for aiding in assault because she helped to hold the little yeah. girl down. The mom wasn't charged, but she was taken to a mental hospital Good. for a mental evaluation. Good. Um, because guess what? Little kids like to test limits and act out and they act should. up. They sure and, do. Uh, you know what's not helpful? Burning them. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, it's not. Maybe try talking to them yeah maybe just try the timeout bench yeah. before you decide to uh just your daughter's possessed by a demon yeah you hear that mom and dad who took me to an exorcism oh, not angry God. about that at all um so uh oh so voodoo dolls uh, were oh, never yeah. a big part of the practice of voodoo okay they so were like a trope yeah it was never common it wasn't a major part it wasn't common across different sects of voodoo they are however a uh, great tourist um seller uh-huh. and it goes back to they got to pay bills so in a traditional church people i grew up southern baptist you're supposed to tithe 10 percent of your gross income you put it in the collection plate it keeps the lights on it pays the priest's salary etc practitioners of voodoo commonly very 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 poor they aren't tithing so and if the priest is treating people on a sliding scale they need to make money somehow so selling these little grigris or selling these voodoo dolls to the rich people is what's helping them keep themselves alive and their community so yeah i have a voodoo doll uh jessica got it for me in new orleans um, but now I know it's not real. I mean, I didn't, I knew it wasn't real, but now I know it's really not real. Yeah. So still fun though. It's still fun. It's right? cute too. So are you supposed to just project who you want onto it? Like, I don't what? know. Did it come with instructions? Even though it's not real, I'm still interested in like how, how they it sell works. It. Yeah. It, well, it's a magnet. Oh, okay. <laughs> But he's really heavy, and so it drag the magnet doesn't really hold on anything because he just slides down. Yeah. Um. But I don't nice. know. Maybe we'll do an update, and I'll explain how voodoo dolls, which aren't really part of voodoo, but I'll explain how they work. Yeah. Because I don't know. Huh? I don't know. I assume you're just like you're blah blah blah, and then you stab them and wherever. I bet you have to have the priest say that who it is, because the priest oh, is like. Okay. The priest is the channeler. You are not properly trained or authorized to do it. Oh. Um, and priests will generally like choose their successor and they'll start training from a young age. But you are not like official or let loose until you're in your 30s. 
it's your early 30s. So I was thinking that maybe this is a job for you, Shu. You're in the right age. I am. That you know about herbs and stuff. And so... I actually just did a full moon ritual this past full moon. Is it when you pull your pants all the way down to moon someone and you bend over too far (laughs) and they can see your pussy lips? Is that a full moon ritual? That's exactly what it is. I had a friend in my youth who we used to moon people, but she always bent over too far because she was so (laughs) enthusiastic about mooning. And it was like, dude, you don't have to bend. Yeah, I was like, you don't have to bend over all the way because like your pussy is not part of the moon. You just need to show the butt cheeks. But she'd just get. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's a novice mistake when you're mooning. Just don't you don't have to bend over that far. (laughs) Totally. Anyways, what's a full moon ritual? (laughs) I uh I cleansed all my crystals okay. with the moonlight. All right. Um I put out some water mm-hmm. um for the moonlight to soak and cool. it the water gr- grabs the moon's energy mm-hmm. and you have your moon water mm-hmm. which you can use for like drinking or to put on your hair, your face, make it like healthy. Uh I like to give my dog moon water. She's okay. very special to me. She okay. deserves the best. The best. Um, and then I saged myself. Okay. With a sage wand and to cleanse myself of all the negative energy that you uh. just accumulate from day to day life. And then I uh, did a little meditation, like a 10 minute meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wrote down some you know grievances that I was ready to let go of oh okay I you know I'm ready to let it go and so you write each one on a piece of paper Uh and then you burn it with okay you light on fire and you let it burn and you just kind of ah like let it go and then I wrote some things that I want to happen okay and I put them in a satchel with some herbs. Okay. And I have been sleeping with that in my pillow. Uh-huh. And you do that until the next full moon. Okay. And then you burn those. And that's uh, pretty much was my full moon ceremony. Okay. And there's a lot of different ways to celebrate the full moon. Okay. But that's just what I decided to do. Excellent. Yeah. I don't know when the full moon was. So um, I can't tell you how I celebrated. It was January 31st, and it was a super full blue moon and, like, a lunar eclipse. It was something that hasn't happened. The last time it happened was, like, 150 years ago. Oh, wow. So that was a big deal. Yeah. I was at work during it, so that's kind of a bummer. So I didn't do anything. Well, maybe next one. Next Next super moon in 150 years. That's right. So Yeah, normally, I'm you know, I don't do that much, but. Because it was like a 30-minute ritual, which I felt good about. Yeah. Sometimes I'm lazy and I just leave some water outside. I'm like, I'll get it later. I'll get to it. And then I forget it. The sun ruins it. Whatever. Things happen. But yeah, it felt good. Cool. So? I don't know. Is that that all we got on voodoo? Uh, Yeah. I feel like I want to learn more about it. um, Definitely. It was so much and I want to learn it all. And... um, I just I I left this being like because there are people who get PhDs in religious studies and it must be very hard to keep them apart. Like the more I learn about religion, the more I realize that all religions are pretty much the same. 
And so I just was thinking, man, these people who they just study religions, it's got to be hard to keep things straight. I know as a bartender, there are certain drinks that just have one different ingredient and I'll have to stop and go, okay, which one was it? Is it this one or is that one? What's the one ingredient that makes this different? So I'm sure it's, I'm sure getting a PhD in religious studies is a lot like being a bartender is what I'm saying. Um, Everything is the same and no one cares. Isn't it ironic? A little too (laughs) ironic. Shut up. I was about to sing a different verse from it. Oh, no. A little too ironic. Yeah, I really do think it's like religion on the internet. They're all the same. If you learn enough. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't have a rhyming line. And didn't you know it's ironic. Stop it. All right. We got to go. We got to go because we hate ourselves now. So (laughs) thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. You did this to us. (laughs) We put all this work into putting this show together for you, and you just shit all over us and make us embarrassed. It's never really. All right. Well, we hope you have a happy hump day. Whoop, whoop.